0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the sports fan, presented by JK Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios,
1: here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic all the way up until 7 o'clock today on this ninth day of July. 6.06 on the clock and 76 degrees and sunny outside. This is the Sports Fan presented by J.K. Contract. Again, Joey has the day off. He's back. He's celebrating his birthday back in Maryland, and uh, I, I can't blame him. Uh, we had some good weather as of late. Uh, the... Well, yesterday it was really downpouring and raining, but then it got nice. Uh, the Athens-Legion uh, ball game got postponed, and uh, they're back at it today against the Gloucester-Legion ball team. We'll have some updates uh, throughout the broadcast today, and uh, it should be a good day. Of course, it was not a good day for the Cincinnati Reds yesterday, as the Reds lost 5-3 to three to the Milwaukee Brewers and are now seven games back in the NL Central. And uh, they got to decide pretty quick where are they going to go for this season where where do they want to be sellers or do they want to be buyers come that trade deadline and of course with 7 games in a row now may get 6 upcoming against the Milwaukee Brewers. They're going to know real quick where they stand in the NL Central. But I figured we'd start local. I figured that we would, you know, talk a little bit about the upcoming football season. And, of course, uh, who better to talk to than uh, Jimmy Burrow, as, as Jimmy Burrow was on the high school journalism workshop. And, uh, no, we don't have Jimmy Burrow, but we do have the person that interviewed him and Lexi off. And, Lexi, it's good to have you on the Sports Fan. How are you? I'm great, Connor.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Of course, and Lexi, I mean, it's not every day that you get to interview somebody like Jimmy Burrow and forget about his relationship to Joe Burrow. I mean, Jimmy had a pretty storied career of himself, uh, of course, being the defensive coordinator, uh, you know, here at Ohio and uh, the stuff that he did over in Nebraska, and of course, you know, his NFL and his uh, uh, Canadian Football League career. But you specifically talked to Jimmy uh, about Joe during that interview in the high school journalism workshop. Am I correct?
2: Yes, we got to talk a little bit about Jimmy's career and experience as a parent and a coach, but a lot about Joe.
1: And, you know, one of the things you talked about, of course, was what happened with Joe uh, not yesterday, but, of course, last year uh, going down on injury. Just kind of highlight some of the things you talked to Jimmy about in this interview.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Jimmy went ahead and he rehashed that day in Washington, that heart-wrenching day watching Joe go down, and he really was just letting, running it through for us, and he told us about how him and his wife were watching the game here in Athens, and it was just almost traumatizing for them to watch that and not be there, and they knew it was serious because Joe is not the type of athlete to just not get up after an injury. They knew it was serious because he was still laying there. Yeah, Um, And then... Oh, i I'm sorry. Immediately, they drove to Cincinnati and met him there. And his parents arrived and met with him. And they wanted to know more about the injury he faced. And all Joe could talk about was the first half of the game and how good his team was playing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty special performance before, you know, he went down with the injury. And thankfully, Cincinnati, uh, during the off season and through a couple of trades and, and draft picks, uh, they were able to, you know, kind of improve that offensive line to get him uh, some help, which obviously Joe needed a little bit um, because the injury was because the offensive line kind of collapsed around him. Um, and I can't imagine what Jimmy and and uh, Robin were going through when that happened because you know one you're miles away from them right. I mean it, it's a little bit of a distance. And uh, and two I mean that's that's your kid out there. I mean that's that's uh, that's their son, and you never want to see an injury like that. But that seems to be typical Joe just talking about you know, football at a time where, you know, the, the injuries about him. I mean, he's the guy who got injured, uh, but, of course, that he was all all business after that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Joe is just so resilient, and he is impressive as a player. And I'm really excited to watch him in this upcoming season. Jimmy filled us in and said that Joe has had the goal since day one starting rehab that he wants to play in that week one game and if we know anything about Joe, he will be there and he will be ready to play in week one.
1: Alexa, what do you think? Who do you have? Cincinnati Bengals or the uh, Minnesota Vikings week one? Who do you think is going to win that one?
2: Oh, Bengals for sure. All the way. Who <laughs> day, baby.
1: Are you a, uh, a Cincinnati fan? Are you from that area?
2: Yes, I am from Cincinnati. I am a humongous Bengals fan. I have had season tickets for as long as I can remember and Drafting Joe was just the spark we needed in our program and in our fan base.
1: Do you have confidence in the head coach and Zach Taylor? Do you think Taylor's the right guy for the job?
2: I think Taylor can do it. I think we just all need to support him. Joe supports him. His team is rallying behind him, and I think that's exactly what we need.
1: And what about the draft pick that Cincinnati had uh, drafting Jamar Chase? Do you think that they should have went with an offensive lineman, or are you happy with... Uh, using that fifth overall pick in selecting a former LSU teammate of Joe's in Jamar Chase?
2: I am very happy with the Chase pick. I personally always had a feeling that they were going to go with Chase with that fifth pick. Um, I think that their chemistry is going to really shine on the field and people are going to be happy that we made that pick because we did get the line in that we needed throughout the draft. And I think overall, I was very happy with the draft, although some fans were not I'm confident that it is
1: exactly what we needed. Well, we will see soon enough, right? I mean, it's uh, not too far away from football season as, uh, of course, 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. We are an affiliate of the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, we are glad to be, especially since, you know, Joe used to air right here uh, as WATH has Athens football, basketball, and baseball all season long. And uh, we're glad to uh, continue on broadcasting Joe Burrow's career uh, no matter how far he goes, and hopefully he stays in Cincinnati. Uh, Lexi, you're also an Ohio University student. You're in your going into junior year, coming up next year? Yes, correct. So, you know, with, uh, with Jason Preston electing to go to the NBA and staying in the NBA draft process, um, as an Ohio University student, you know, what kind of impact does that make on you? Uh, what, how do you see that kind of playing out? for students and and for you personally going on next year?
2: I am beyond excited for Preston. He is a phenomenal player. His story, I think, touched so many people. It touched me to inspire to just keep going and that you're able and to believe in yourself, which is truly inspiring. I'm very excited for him to see where he lands in the draft. I think he's going to be extremely successful I think Ohio University students are really just going to remember Preston. I can speak for myself and many of my peers that that first round upset in the March Madness tournament um, against Virginia, storming Court Street, I think that's a memory that we will have forever, and we can owe that to Jason Preston.
1: And, of course, hopefully it's not the only member you're able to make while you're still enrolled at Ohio University because uh, this men's basketball team is set up pretty nicely even without the return of Jason Preston. Mark Sears, I believe, will have a big uh, season coming up next year. Of course, he'll have to step up in that starting rotation should you know Jeff Balls decide to put Sears in for Preston. Uh, but, obviously, yeah, Ben VanderPlas, Ben Roderick, uh, the return of Jason Carter, uh, you know, Linda McDay, who's had some great time, Dwight Wilson the third. I mean, the, these guys are all poised to make another run coming up next year. As a student, do you see the Convocation Center being packed, one, because you were unable to watch the games live next year and or last year, and two, because the uh, you know, team is supposed to be pretty good? I think so. I sure hope
2: so. I think last year was an awakening for a lot of students that don't quite pay attention to Ohio university sports, but attend the school. I hope that it was an awakening for them to realize how special of a program that we have and how lucky we are to be students during this era of Jeff Bold. So I truly really hope that we fill up the convo and that people start showing their support.
1: Yeah. I think that they will, especially, uh, you know, since these guys are good And uh, I got to imagine Ohio athletics and the marketing department, I got some confidence in them uh, to get some pretty cool giveaways and pretty cool incentives, not only to go watch some pretty good basketball, but also to uh, maybe win a couple of prizes. And and maybe I'm just talking because I was on the uh, other end of that, you know, kind of helping out the marketing department. But I do think that they will have a a, a pretty good, uh, you know, plan going in for next year, especially to get more student involvement. Uh, Lexi, where can we find you on social media? Where can we find the uh, Jimmy Burrow interview? Is that available to the public? And uh, do you have any plans coming up for next season coverage-wise? Are you going to be more on news? Are you going to be more on sports? You know, How can we see the content that you produce? Yes,
2: yeah, so I tweet out a lot of my content at L-E-X-I-L-E-P-O-F on Twitter, on my Twitter page. I'm currently working for WUB News this summer. I'm going to continue working with WUB news going forward, but I'm also going to start transitioning into Gridiron Glory covering Southeast Ohio high school football. I'm going to be covering Nelsonville York in Athens High School, so I'm extremely excited to see those teams this year. And I will also be doing a little bit with Bobcat Showcase, which is by WUB, and covering the Ohio football team.
1: That sounds good, and it should be a, a pretty good season to cover all those sports, especially, uh, you know, we don't know really what Athens has to offer football-wise yet, uh, but you got to have confidence in Nathan White and that team. And, of course, Nelsonville, York, had a pretty strong year last year. I'm still pretty upset with how their season ended, uh, but I don't need to open up an old wound to Nelsonville, York fans who are listening in now. Uh, We've got to look towards the future for them, and I uh, can't, can't wait to see what you do uh, for coverage on football for news and for the uh, high school sports coming up in Southeast Ohio, but Lexi, I uh, always appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on and uh, continue doing what you're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much,
1: Connor. Again, that's Lexi. That She had the uh, you know pleasure of interviewing Jimmy Burrow, and of course, we have Jimmy Burrow on. I think it was he was still at LSU. He being uh, Joe, and uh, Jimmy had you know the time before he was hopping on a plane. It was before award season and I still remember a couple of those times. But as always a, a good interview with Jimmy Burrow, and uh, thanks to Lexi for hopping on to the sports fan yet again uh, and, and talking about it because there will be some pretty good coverage coming up next season, especially with all the good sports that are supposed to be going on uh, with, you know, Elsonville York and Athens and, uh, of course, a football team, which will be starting their season on September 4th as they welcome in uh, Syracuse, the Orange Men. Come here to Athens, and that should be... A good, good time at Peden Stadium. I'm still waiting to hear if Peden Stadium is going to be full capacity. They're selling tickets as if it is, uh, but i got to imagine some kind of announcement is going to be made uh, one way or another. We'll take a short break on the sports fan. On the other side, the Cincinnati Reds fell to the Milwaukee Brewers by a score of 5-3. to three. That pushed them back seven games in the NL Central, and uh, you know it, it is make or break time for the Reds. They either have to win a couple of these games coming up, this will be the second game of a four-game series, and then they open up with a three-game series at the other side of the All-Star break, which means the Reds will be either in it, they'll be closer, or they're going to be further away, and it's going to be hard to make their way back into postseason contention. Uh, even though we are only about halfway through, Reds got to make a decision. Are they in? Are they out? We'll talk about it. This is the Sportsman, presented by j k Contracting at 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.
3: Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half a man, half a motorcycle.
0: In life, there's no stopping. Don't stop. But if you do, make sure no one is behind you. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policy starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. You're ready to get out and get moving. And whether it's surfing, playing tennis, or hiking every path you can find, you're going to need some essential new gear. Essentials that are even more rewarding. With the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping which could increase to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Visit bankofamerica.com morerewarding more rewarding and apply now. The essentials have never felt more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation.
3: Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street, right next door to the Donkey Cafe, Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service, sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 5937393. That's 593-7393. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6
0: to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the Sports Fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Live and local. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH.
1: Back inside the Sports Fan, right in the studios at WATH. Off of 300 Columbus Road. Mills on the mic taking you all the way up until 7 o'clock. Our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Big thanks to Lexi Leploff. Uh, she provided her insights. And, of course, it was always a, a special time if you get to interview Jimmy Burrow. If you know him, it's a uh, real good guy and real good family, uh, the Burrows. And especially, uh, you know, they, they've got a uh, special son, special, uh, special talent And can't wait to see what he can do through this upcoming football season. Before we get on to the Cincinnati Reds, right? And again, if you want to call in, you got a topic, 740-592-6646. Let's go through Ohio first, right? Let's stay with Ohio and stay local. Ohio, as of right now, with their schedule for basketball season, we have a couple of confirmed teams. We don't have the dates. And, of course, uh, we're going non-conference right now. But... Uh, their first game is projected to be on the 13th of November, and they will be away at Cleveland State. Right? I mean, Cleveland State came here. Ohio put up that ridiculous game against them and uh, held them scoreless for what I think was 40 straight points or something like that. I mean, it was it was crazy the way that uh, Jeff Bowles' team was able to play against Cleveland State, and that was a team that went to the NCAA tournament last year. Cleveland State was, so that should be, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was, but I do think that that should be a good game regardless. Uh, then you got on November 22nd, Mount St. Mary's. On the 1st, there will be away at Louisiana State University, LSU. And then it was just announced today uh, by John Rothstein, and he says. That Ohio will have a multi-team event, an MTE. I had to get clarification what an MTE stood for, but multi-team events against Kentucky, Marshall, and Robert Morris. That should be a good game against Kentucky. And again, Jeff Bowles even tweeted it out himself. There was a top 25 list, and Bowles put out. You know, 11 teams rejected us. I got to reach out to the other 14. It is difficult when you are a mid-major team trying to schedule quality games against other quality opponents. And uh, good for Kentucky for accepting a, a game against Ohio. Let's see. Let's see what they can do because that should be a good, good, uh, should be a good game. And I'm looking forward to this upcoming season because, again, it's uh, it should be a fun, fun time, even with Jason Preston electing to go to the NBA draft. As of right now, uh... You know, let's go a little bit national with the whole situation regarding the Olympics. uh, Olympics are not going to be allowing fans. uh, That's a little bit disappointing. I don't know if anybody here was going to be going or if they plan to go to the Olympics. It's going to be in Tokyo. uh, But because of the rise of the Delta variant of COVID-19, they will not be having any fans in Tokyo for the Olympics this year. Disappointing, sure, but it is what it is. Right. The other big news out of the Olympics, and this one has to do with the United States, uh, USA DA, Drug Administration, the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. uh, They want to further mitigate harsh consequences for marijuana if it's not intentionally used to enhance performance, though they cannot unilaterally change the rules. They wrote in a letter to members of Congress, critical of the agency in the wake of sprinter Shikari Richardson's ban from the Olympics, Letter addressed criticisms leveled by Representatives Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, a Democrat from New York, and Jamie Raskin, a Democrat from Maryland, in their own letter sent last week after Richardson's suspension was announced. A 21 year old sprinter will not compete at the Tokyo Games after testing positive for a chemical found in marijuana after her victory in the 100 meter finals at the Olympic trials last month. Shikari Richardson, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, she did again test positive for that chemical. Uh, found in marijuana. And, you know, there's been a lot of outpouring support for her because, as she said, you know, she smoked marijuana because uh, she had to deal with the loss of her mom. Right? She lost a family member. She lost her mom. And, uh, you know, she decided to, to cope with that by smoking marijuana. It's been a uh, source of hot topic for both people on, on either sides of the aisle. Um you know, it, it's, I haven't used it, but it is a, a substance that I've heard uh, impairs your um, your ability to do athletic events. And for Richardson to go out there and uh, win the 100-meter final, I mean, that's pretty impressive, I would say, because it's not a uh, performance-enhancing substance, marijuana. I think people can agree with that, Um You know, I I just feel I'm disappointed for her that she does not get to go out there and compete. It was not a good decision, uh, you know, to use the substance. However, it is what it is at this point. The rules are what they are. If they want to change it, I'm not against them changing the rules, but something uh, maybe for the future has to happen again. She's a talented runner. She's a talented sprinter, and she does not get to compete in the Olympics because of the decision that she made, and it is against the rules. So... If you want to change the rules, fine. If not, it is what it is. Those were the rules. I'm sure she knew what the rules were when she did it. Uh, if not, somebody in her uh, her friend group and her training group, something uh, should have been there to have supported her. And that's what I think is the most disappointing thing. Somebody should have been there to help her through that time. And if she had to, to smoke the substance to get through it, you know, where is her, her friend group? Where is her, you know, training staff, her teammates, you know, why aren't they supporting her through that time? Why did she have to go uh, and, and and smoke marijuana, right? Something and people cope with things differently. Uh, but if if you're this close to competing, if you're this close to to the Olympics, um, it, it, it's just a disappointing situation all the way around. And you know now the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency is saying, you know, we we need further legislation. You know, they they have to. Uh, They cannot unilaterally change the rules. Well, all right, then who can, you know? Um, Is that Congress? Are they asking for them to change the rules? But they're just pushing off the responsibility of it onto somebody else. And uh, for government proceedings, that is nothing new (laughs) by any stretch of the mind. But again, you know, it's I feel for her. I feel bad, especially because, again, she lost a family member. And she was coping with it with with one way, and uh, it's just that that way is um, not favorable in the eyes of uh, of the Olympic Committee, and you know, she was barred from from participating in the Olympics. Disappointing, disappointing. Either way, we're going to talk about the Reds coming up next, and of course the phone lines are open at seven four zero five nine two six six four six, and. If you do have an answer to the Reds trivia question, I posed it, I I think, sometime earlier this week, uh, but it is still standing. You can Google it. You can find out any way that you want to find it out. You can even take up the phone line and and call, and I'm not going to give you the answer, but you can ask and take as much time as you need. But I'm looking for the team that the Reds beat. I want the name of the team that the Reds beat. Back in 1869, in the first ever professional baseball game played, who did the Cincinnati Reds beat in 1869? And if you call in with the correct answer, you can get a Shogo Akiyama bobblehead, a Mike Mustakis bobblehead, and a couple of other Reds gear uh, as well. This is the Sports Fan, presented by j k Contracting, a nine seventy ninety seven point one FM. W A T H. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10.
0: Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into to the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH.
2: They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. In the same way, the journey to end poverty for good begins first with a child. A journey like this takes commitment from you and me. A commitment to end poverty for
3: good. Learn how you can help at children.org right now. Saturday, 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 July 10th at the Athens County Fairgrounds, the third annual Noah Cox Memorial Truck and Tractor Poll. The proceeds from the poll will be going to the Noah Cox Memorial Fund. The fund helps give back to the community with projects like the Noah Cox Grooming Pavilion and planned construction for a new rabbit barn. Gates will open at 12 p.m. and polls begin at 7. Food and merchandise available throughout the event. Help continue Noah's legacy and come out to the Noah Cox Memorial truck and tractor pull this Saturday, 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 starting at noon. You're
0: listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan.
1: Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Sports Fan presented by JK k Contracting. Mills the mic up until 7 o'clock and the Reds come your way in about an hour and 10 minutes, A an hour and about 9 minutes now as on the clock 6.31. Yesterday, Brewers 5, Reds 3. That win knocked the Reds down from six games back to seven games back. The Brewers are now at 53-36. and 36. Williams got the win. Brock gave up the two-run home run in the bottom of the eighth. And Hader with the save. The only time that he has not been uh, good in save situations was against the Mets earlier this week. Uh, but Hayter has been pretty good. Brock has been on a little bit of a slide as of late. Still an ERA under four. Uh, but again, you know, Brock has is uh, been a little bit of a tough time for him. Osich has been good. Art Warren has been good. Osich has his ERA, and he, he doesn't have a full season. But Osich is in the array of one. Right. I mean, th- those guys have been pretty good as of late. Now. For the Reds in the bottom of the sixth inning, right? Malley's on the mound, and he pitched 103 pitches, 61 of them for strikes. Malley got through the six. However, it was one of his last batters faced, and maybe he should have been pulled before. You know, he was riding pretty good, only gave up, they had two runs in the first and had not given up a run until that bottom of the sixth. But obviously, he ran out of gas. You know, he, he just did not have it in that sixth inning. He gives up the the double in the bottom of the sixth to Keston Haria. And, uh, you know, that, that was that. I mean, it was a tie ball game, 3-3. Three, three, and then you're depending on your bullpen all the way down throughout the stretch. Uh, Brock tries to come in, uh, only gets one out, gives up three hits. Two runs and that uh, obviously the home run but you know it, it's just bullpen management maybe now at this point maybe you know pitcher management in-game management for manager David Bell you had your two best guys go out there Osuch and Warren and he'd throw them out there at the the uh you know both in the seventh inning you now all right Osuch gave up a walk you got to leave them in there why not have Osuch pitch the seventh, Warren pitch the eighth, and then deal with the uh, with the ninth inning at some time later? But those have been your two best relievers out of the bullpen. You know, I had situational pitching. Maybe you want uh, you know Warren to pitch to a specific guy, but I don't know. I mean, why? Why not? Uh, why not keep him out there? But we got a caller on the line. Caller, you're live on the Sports Fan.
4: Yeah, did you just ask a question
1: about who the the Cincinnati Red Talking won their first game against? Yeah, for the uh for the trivia question, who did the Reds beat in eighteen sixty nine? Who was the first it was the first professional game ever played? Who did the Reds beat? The
4: i remember right, the first game they
1: played, they beat Great Western of Cincinnati. That is incorrect. Huh. And you can Google it too, I'll give you another shot if you want to call back yeah. but the, uh, All right, okay. Yeah, The uh, you, you get a Reds bobblehead, and, and you get a um, yeah, whichever one. Mike Mustakis I know he's been on the IL uh, for, it seems like, a long right. time, but uh, Mike Moustakis or Shogo Akiyama. But it is an Ohio team, and I'll even give the first letter. It begins with an M. The team's name begins with an M. So if, you, if you're able to get that first professional game played, you'll get the uh, – to get the, the bobblehead and the uh, the Reds back,
4: can't be Maumee. Me,
1: not Ma Me. You Marietta.
4: <laughs> I can't be right.
1: <laughs> now it's not too okay, far I'll away from Southeast Ohio. Back later. All right, sounds good. All right. Well, okay. Thanks for the call. Yeah, the uh, the Reds played who in 1869? The name of the team. And you can get some uh, Cincinnati Reds bobblehead gear, um, but it's it. Back to with the uh, with the Reds yesterday, you know, bullpen management. Figure out why, you know, why did you uh, not have it? You know, another call on the line, caller. You're live on the Sports Fan, and never mind. I guess it's just the uh, the dial tone. Feel free to call back. We'll uh, we'll get you on the Sports Fan coming up pretty soon. Well, right now, but uh, if you dial back, we'll get you on air. You know, A-S-A-P. Um, But it was, uh, you know, just questionable. You know, why not just leave them in there? But it is what it is. So, um, again, we'll figure out what the Reds are made of over this next stretch. Because losing 5-3, and Milwaukee's a very good ball club. Uh, But this is the most important time of the season, because you're either going to be in it or you're going to be out of it. You can't get swept in these seven games. we are only one game in, to so this. what really is a seven-game series, four being played out in uh, you know, Milwaukee, and three being played at Great American Ballpark after the series, uh, after, after the uh, All-Star break. Um, but you could potentially be down by a lot of games coming up. right? I mean, if you lose the next three here, you're going to be out, out of first place by ten games. Now that's a lot of games to try to make up, but it's a good situation that you're in because you know, maybe if you don't lose the 10, if you don't lose the next three, you know, you get back to six games. You win the next one, you get back to, to five games. The Reds were as close as two games out of first place, and that was when the Cubs and the Brewers were, were tied at the top. And now the Cubs, and I know JW's probably not too happy about it, but the Cubs have went on a downward slide, and according to Ken Rosenthal. The Cubs have determined that they are going to be sellers at the trade deadline. So the Cubs have already made the determination that they're out. They're not going to be going for it. Which now leaves the question, will the St. Louis Cardinals be going for it? Because right now they are three games under 500. They are 10 games back on the Milwaukee Brewers. And are now on a, a two-game losing streak as the, uh, the Cardinals lost to the, uh, the Cubs today, 10-5. to They try to put up a fight in the top of the ninth inning, but uh, Cubs 10, St. Louis 5. And Hendricks got the win, LeBron with the loss. Um, but now, because of that, you got Chicago nine games back, two games behind Cincinnati. And Chicago is not going to be going for it. They're going to be selling. So you can effectively say... Chicago's out of the race, Pittsburgh has never been in the race, they're 19 and a half back, and St. Louis has not made the determination, but at this point, if you're saying the Cubs, who just beat St. Louis, if you say the Cubs are out of it, and St. Louis are behind them, this is now a two-team race in the NL Central. You've got Cincinnati and Milwaukee. And at the end of this, Cincinnati could be out of it. But I, I raised the concern here. I raised the uh, the red flag because it's important for these seven games and now six games coming up to do something with them. The San Diego Padres are already 50 game winners. I don't know if you saw the game last night with San Diego, but the Padres had a relief pitcher batting with the bases loaded off of Max Scherzer, and the relief pitcher hit a grand slam in San Diego. San Diego are going to be going full pace, pedal to the metal throughout the rest of the uh, season. The Padres are a very good baseball team, and the Reds struggled to beat them. Even though Cincinnati's five and a half back on the second wild card spot, you don't imagine San Diego having a big slip-up like the way that the Cubs just did. You don't imagine San Diego losing a whole lot of baseball games unless they are playing the Giants or the Dodgers, the two teams in their division. So the wild card is not looking like a viable option for Cincinnati, even though they are close enough to sniff that second wild card spot. But now, now you got to go for it. you got to figure out, you know, what, what is your game plan? And we'll, we'll see what that is coming up uh, within these next six games even divided by that All-Star break. Caller, you're live on the Sports Fan.
4: Okay, I'm trying one more time on that. I'm
1: at Mansfield. You got it. All right. Mansfield. It's been a while since somebody got that answer correct. And in 1869, the, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, what was it, 48 to 14 or something? A score like that? All
4: right. All the scores were about like that back then.
1: <laughs> well, you do win, and it will... Give you your choice. we got a Shogo Akiyama bobblehead, or we have a Mike Moustakis bobblehead. Do you have a preference on which bobblehead you get? How about Shogo Akiyama? Shogo Akiyama is yours, and then you also got a Cincinnati Reds uh, MLB TV tote bag as well. Uh, So a a couple of the knickknacks in there. Uh, But if you stop by on Monday, you can pick up the prize. Okay. And one thing
4: about the Reds, I cannot believe... You know, they. I can't believe teams wait for the trade deadline, the day of, or the five minutes before the trade deadline to make a trade.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's when teams kind of get they, desperate, though, right?
4: Yeah, but I mean, the Reds are desperate right now. I mean, you can't you can't fall farther behind. Like you said, they're not going to get the wild card, so they got to they got to catch Milwaukee. And using Milwaukee, you know, if Milwaukee's got the lead in the seventh inning. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat them. Uh, now with the Reds. If Reds are heading to 7th or 8th inning. There's a chance he might beat the Reds. And, uh, you know, right now there's a lot of teams out that probably would give the Reds a pretty, uh, at least uh, one or two relievers is better than any relievers we got.
1: And, you know, why wait? I just understand it. I don't, well, I don't know if there's anybody team or any team right now. The, the big question is who do you trade if you're the Reds, right? What is your most valuable piece what are you going to give up to try to get, you know, bullpen help? And what are other teams well, asking for that piece, right? I mean, the Reds aren't going to be I mean, selling, so they're not going to be giving up a guy like Castellanos. Um, and he's your most valuable player on the team. I mean, he's an all-star this year, hitting 54 RBIs. Um, right. So, you know, teams well, and are and going all, to... You know, they, yeah. They got, so, they got so many injuries, too, like Moustakas
4: like, so and Sinzel and... Uh, you know, right now, I would definitely give, you know, somebody up. Nixon Zell might be something you could trade for a reliever that could help him, even though he's been injured. I mean, he's got potential. Right. And, uh, and you you know, you might be able to trade. I know they don't have too many people in the minor league you can trade, but there's got to be somebody that's uh, going to maybe just even rent a relief really pitch the rest of the year. Maybe he's got a pretty big salary, but they want to pay his full salary this year. And that way they can get rid of him at the end of the year. But uh, there's things they can do. And it just, it just really, I don't understand why people wait. Um, you know, right now if they lose like two out of three more to Milwaukee, what, that's going to put them in, uh, what, nine games out?
1: Yeah, nine or ten games. And,
4: and then you got them right back after the All-Star break. And if you lose two out of three there, I mean, I mean, it's over.
1: Yeah. and Nobody's going to catch them. And it's disappointing, too, because again, this is the the prime opportunity for the Cincinnati Reds to make up ground. They're not going to be able to go all the way to first place if they sweep the Milwaukee Brewers from this point on, but you can get closer and closer to where you're within striking distance later on in the season. Um, well, and, and you know yeah
4: it's, it's just so important right now because you know if they do lose you know four or five of these games against them. I mean, the crowds are not going to be there. You know, if you're nine, ten games out later on in the season, the crowds aren't going to be as big. So, but if you beat them now, and it's you're within two, three, four, five games, then the crowds are going to be bigger, and then you're going to have more money to keep Costianos. Uh, you know, it's so important right now to stay in the race, just not only to be in in the race, but also for people coming to the uh, to, coming
1: to the games. Absolutely. You, know, you want big crowds at Great American Ballpark. One, because you know, now you get the Reds making some money, and then they can spend that money on even better ballplayers and even get maybe a top-end reliever at the end of the year. Uh, but and, right you know,
4: now... It should be that way. But right now, Cost- or, uh, Castellina, he, I mean, they don't like to spend money. I mean, you've got to spend money in sports to have a good team.
1: Right, and I will say, you know, Castellini went out and bought Mike Moustakis, and now, you know, obviously Moustakis is not helping, uh, but they, Moustakis was the biggest free agent signing uh, in, in Reds history, and I think that was four years and $60 million. Now, on the other hand, you take a look at a team that's in a little bit of a bigger market, and just this last year, uh, you see a, a deal for Francisco Lindor, 10 years, $341 million. I mean, how, how does Cincinnati well, right. compete with that? But, you
4: know, I still think a lot of the smaller teams have more money than they let on that they do. Um, There's a lot of owners that want to win, and there's a lot of owners that want to make some money.
1: And Cincinnati has a great fan base. You know, you're going to be able to have the the fans behind you.
4: I mean, if you go to games in Cincinnati and and they're winning, I mean, it's what a great vibe there is in downtown Cincinnati.
1: I've been fortunate enough to see two or three games down at Great American Ballpark, my time at Ohio, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great stadium. It's a great atmosphere, and when the Reds are winning, you know, it's a, it's a great time. You know, I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, baseball specific. Maybe I need a win to have a good time, but, um, you know, it's, it's a nice place, and you like to see the Reds do well. Uh, but to address, you know, why, why do they wait, You know, it maybe it's not the best thing for them to wait, but teams are not going to be desperate enough to kind of undersell what they have to give, right? I mean, I I think with the Cubs, if they are going to be trading Chris Bryant, you know, they are going to get more for Chris Bryant if they sell him off today than they are going to for uh, you know at at the trade deadline, and maybe vice versa. You know, maybe the offer gets a little bit better at the trade deadline. You know, teams are going to be you know, maybe throw in their top ten prospect and saying, "Hey, here's the best offer that we have at the deadline. And maybe the Reds have to do that now. Maybe they have to you know preempt everybody and and go for a trade and get you know a, a high end reliever that they only have to pay for half the season. You know, I don't know.
4: I think it sh- I think they should have done it a week or two weeks ago because you know you knew just all these series were coming over in Milwaukee, and that was probably going to make or break the year. And boy, yeah, I think they they missed an opportunity. Um, I mean, it just, I just, I got a kind of, I don't know about you, but I got a kind of a bad feeling about the next couple games here. I think it was really key to win that first game of the series and, um, they didn't and you know, who knows? I mean, but I, I just got a bad feeling.
1: Yeah. And, and they do have a good pitcher on the mound today. Wade Miley, you know, has been arguably their best, uh, most consistent starter out of the starting rotation, Miley's 6-4 and four with the 3 ERA, 72 strikeouts, and Eric Lauer's 3-3 three and three with the 4-11 ERA, right? So the Reds just have to get to the starters because once you get into that Milwaukee uh, bullpen, that bullpen is pretty locked down. And not to say the Reds don't have the bats to disrupt what they have out of the bullpen, but, you know, it's much more likely that you're going to be able to put up some runs against what Milwaukee has starting than they do out of the bullpen.
4: And the key thing
1: about Wade Miley, he can only go six or seven innings, so. Right. And that's why, you know, maybe, I don't know why, uh, you know, Osage only went, you know, two-thirds. Art Warren only going an inning. Um, you know, they, they they should have extended those guys to where you don't need Brad Brock to to try to lock down that eighth. And he gave up the home run. He gave up the three runs. Or what was it? The, right. Yeah. Um, two runs. I, I think remember. two runs. Yeah, three hits. And remember the runs. other
4: night, he, he gave up that walk, and then he hit a batter.
1: Right. I mean, Brock is on the downward slide. you got to ride what you have with Osich and Warren right now because they've been your your two best guys, especially with guys like uh, T.J. Antone and Lucas Sims on the I.L.
4: Right. Yes, you do.
1: So it, it's so, just I, mean,
4: a, I, I kind of feel bad for David Bell. I really do. And I, I mean, I'm not really blaming him. I'm blaming, you know— Nick Crawl or the owners or whoever is not spending the money right now because I mean I know they got enough money to go get a reliever and they got somebody that can trade um, and, you know like I said they don't have to trade anybody off the uh, major league staff um, but and you know then they started out too they never got a starting shortstop really this year too and I think that's come back to haunt them a lot
1: yeah I mean, I mean, I mean Kyle Mar played really good defensively but he well, he's hitting two fifteen. If that, yeah. Um you know, and, and you have Eugenio Suarez batting and he's batting a buck seventy. You know, I mean, but the offense is not the biggest concern. I mean, you can you can deal with a couple of guys when you have the production output that you're getting from Castellanos and, and Jesse Winker and even Vado has had a little bit of a resurgence since All he's right. come off the I. L. Um, but it's it's just really trying to lock down that bullpen and it's trying to manage you know the best situations so you can have guys like Amir Garrett. And Osich and Warren and Sims in the best situation possible uh, to get, you know, the the final however many outs they need to get. Right.
4: You know, and, and you were talking about Jesse Winker. He's really, he's really, um, he picked a really bad time to go into a big slump.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Winker <laughs> was batting close to three forty. I mean, it was him and Castellanos back and back, and uh, Winker is right. now down to three hundred one. Still an all star. Still an OPS uh, on base plus slugging above nine. Uh, but you know, it's been a little bit of a, a cool down period.
4: Yeah, it's but. been kind of a cool. It has been, a, I think, a big cool down. And I know he's probably struggling with it and stuff like that. But boy, just take a couple hits. So I mean, hold, I mean, they have to win tonight. I mean, this is they got to go tonight. It's going to be like a playoff game, and they got to, you know, they just got to use everybody they can to win tonight. They got to win it. Got to win it.
1: Got to win it. Must win situation for yep. the Cincinnati Reds tonight. Of course, the pregame across the Reds radio network. And right here at 970-WATH starts at 740 with the first pitch slated for 8:10 tonight. Zach games coming to you from Milwaukee. I well, appreciate the phone call. we got to take another break. And again, uh, stay on the line with me. I'll, I'll get your name and uh, we'll write it down. Make sure that you get uh, the Shogo Akiyama bobblehead uh, available for pickup tomorrow. All right. I, still, I will. All right. Yeah. This is the Sports Fan presented by j k Contracting at nine seventy ninety seven point one 97one FM, WATH. You shouldn't have to camp out at a burger joint to
0: get an Internet connection. You shouldn't have to buy a coffee or fries to be able to do remote learning, job interviews, and online doctor visits. So the federal government is providing a temporary discount of up to $50 a month for eligible households on Internet service at home. To find out if you qualify and to sign up, go to GetEmergencyBroadband.org. Sponsored by Heartland Forward, in cooperation with the OAB and this station. Get the facts every hour
3: at the top of the hour
0: with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM WATH.
3: From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every Complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740 698 3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions, the sports
0: fan on 970 WATH.
1: Sports fan 970 7.1 FM WATH. It's about six minutes until the World News Roundup at 7 o'clock. And hopefully you enjoyed the, uh, the new program uh, that followed the sports fan yesterday, Butch, with the, uh, with the cruising music. And he cruised all the way up until 7.40. Again, if you have any uh, feedback or response for that, uh, for the show that, again, came on after the sports fan yesterday, you can reach out to us at seven. 7- 40593 6651 extension 7, to leave a voicemail. Or you can go to our website, wxtq.com contact us, uh, and fill out the contact us form at the bottom. And, of course, the phone number down there is available as well. But let us know what you think. It's a uh, classic cruise on a classic hits, 970 WATH, and it follows the World News Roundup every Thursday. It's got music from the 50s and 60s. And again, hosted by Butch, who's the host for Full Throttle Rock over on Power 105 from 8 to midnight uh, Sundays on 8 to midnight. So that's, uh yeah, Butch does a nice job. He's figuring out the AM board, and uh, always good to see him. He was a caller for uh, Classic Caravan, and he's a frequent caller. If you listen to the show prior to us, uh, you, know, you always hear the uh, BM request by Sky, Butch and Mitch, frequent callers into the uh, Classic Caravan program, and that's, you know, always, always encouraged. Enjoy phone calls and everything. Uh, and finally, somebody got the uh, trivia question, which were the Mansfield Independents. The uh, Mansfield Independents in 1869 took on the Cincinnati Reds, and uh, that team, the Red Stockings, the uh, Cincinnati Red Stockings, uh, and the Reds won by a score of 48-14. to 14. In 1869, that was the answer we were looking for for the trivia question, and Jerry gets the uh, gets the bobblehead, Chogawakiyama um, bobblehead, and the Reds tote bag and everything of the sort. So it's a uh, again good to have somebody get the trivia question correct, and uh, I always appreciate the call. Coming up tonight, it's Wade Miley against the Milwaukee Brewers at 7:40. First pitch slated for 8:10. And Eric Lauer takes a mound for the Milwaukee Brewers on the mound. Again, Miley at 6-4 and, and a 3.06 ERA and 72 strikeouts so far this season. Eric Lauer, 3-3 three three with a 4.11 ERA and 51 strikeouts. Cincinnati will send to the plate in this order. Jonathan India leading off at second base. Jesse Winker batting second in left field. Nick Castellanos in right field. He bats third. Batting fourth, the cleanup hitter, Joey Votto. Now, of course, he's at first base. Eugenio Suarez bats after him with a Buck 77 batting average, and he's at third. Batting sixth in center field, Aristides Aquino. Batting seventh, Kyle Farmer, the shortstop. Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. And Wade Miley, the man on the mound, he bats ninth. And, you know, he's batting higher than Eugenio Suarez. He's batting 208. And again, Suarez is a threat with the bat, and he does have almost 50 RBIs this season. You know, you'd just like to see your big power bat in the lineup, maybe around 220, 230, 240. You know, somewhere in that ballpark where he's getting about two hits in every 10 at-bats. Uh, you know, that put him right at the Mendoza line. You like to see him a little bit above that. Uh, but it's been a struggle for him at the plates, except for when he hits the home run. And he's got 17 home runs and 49 RBIs. Uh, you can't argue with that production. Uh, I also can't argue with Nick Castellanos, 17 home runs, uh, and 54 RBIs, and Winker, 19 home runs, leading the Cincinnati Reds, and 49 RBIs. You got a couple of guys here who can drive in some runs, and uh, you gotta like what you've seen from Jonathan India, leading things off. The rookie has done what it seems to be everything right for Cincinnati since he got into that leadoff spot. He came in swinging a really hot bat, cooled off a little bit got moved up in front of Winker and Castellanos. The protection has helped him in that lineup, and he has continued to hit and hit and hit, uh, raising that average to now 274, six home runs and 35 RBIs, and put some speed on the bases. He's got seven stolen bases uh, for Cincinnati. But it's like Caller said, you got to win this game tonight. It is a must-win game tonight. It is a must-win game for about two to three more games after this because Milwaukee is a very, very good ball club. They are well-coached. They are well-managed. And once you get into that bullpen in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, it is locked down. So you need to jump on Eric Lauer tonight early, and you need to get some runs, more than three, to, uh, to win this ballgame tonight. Because the Reds, again, are about three games above 500. They're 45 and 42. And the Brewers are 53 and 36. You gotta make up some grounds. You gotta play some good baseball tonight if you want a chance at the postseason and to see Great American Ballpark filled. You gotta win a couple of these games before you welcome in Milwaukee after the All Star break. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening in to the Sportsman right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Pulling double duty, filled in for DJ Barticus over on Power 105. And then signing off for the weekend. And we'll be back on Monday. World News Roundup is next on CBS News and in the Reds at 740. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you later. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio,
0: AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
3: W-A-T-H-F-N.